Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am really excited to talk about today's topic because I feel like everybody has experienced back pain before, whether it's upper back or lower back. It doesn't really matter. We've all had that tinge, that pain in our back, and we think, oh my gosh, why is this happening? How can I improve this? What is going on? So today, even though I'm not a physical therapist, I am going to give my suggestions as a personal trainer who has specialized in women's health and postpartum care for common muscle weaknesses and muscle tightness. A lot of times, both of those caused by posture that are causing you back pain and how to possibly be aware of strengthening and stretching the right things to hopefully reduce the pain that you are experiencing. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Now, before we get started on some of the postures and the weakness and the tightness that are causing the back pain, I need you to kind of understand the lingo of when I say weak or tight. So I want you to imagine a rubber band. Now, imagine when I say tight, a very elastic rubber band, a very tight rubber band. If you hook that rubber band to two different things, it would be really tight and it could easily pull those things together or pull one of those things towards the other thing. So when I say tight, imagine a very strong band, a rubber band. When I say weak, I want you to imagine a rubber band that is overstretched and isn't very strong. So imagine if you stretched out that rubber band and then you linked it around two different things, it probably wouldn't even do its job. It wouldn't hold things together. It wouldn't pull things towards each other. It just would basically be a waste, like it it would be weak and stretched out and not even connect properly. So when I'm saying something is tight or something is weak, imagine that the tightness of pulling things together or the weakness of not keeping things held together properly. That's going to be a huge key to understanding muscle imbalances for what we're talking about today for back pain. Now, while there are many things that cause back pain, today I'm basically going to go over two major posture issues that I see commonly among clients and among women and among pregnant women and postpartum women and just people in general that happen from our day-to-day lives and the imbalances with those muscles that are causing those. So we're going to really focus heavily on those today. Now, as we're talking today, I do want you to get out a piece of paper and a pencil, and I want you to write down some of the signs or things you're seeing for these postures and these imbalances that I'm talking about and write down the exercises that are going to strengthen or stretch them. I want you to look them up if you don't know what they are. I want you to research more exercises that are going to help those areas, and so I really think writing this down is going to be helpful. Also, as I explain some of the imbalances and what it looks like, I literally want you to drop what you're doing and stand as you always do or think about yourself when you're doing dishes or when you're seated or during different activities over the next day or two, even just today, and think about what your body is doing, what the alignment looks like, because that's going to help you realize, oh my gosh, I am off. I do stand like this when I am 
you know, carrying a kid or when I am doing dishes or when I'm looking at my phone, whatever it is, I want you to be really aware of that and then write down the stretches that are going to help with that because that's going to be the best way for you to see improvements faster if you can implement those things because you're seeing the mistakes and the imbalances in yourself. So it's more than just like, oh, that was a great podcast. It's like, no, I'm actually going to take this in and use it for me. So the first thing we're going to talk about is a sway back forward shifted pelvis posture. So they call this sway back, but I say forward shifted pelvis so you understand. What is happening in this movement is there are weak abdominals and there are weak hip flexors. Now you're going to notice weak abdominals are literally the problem to a lot of posture issues and a lot of back issues. Because the truth is, the abdominals are the front side of your core and your back is the back side. It's all like equal. And the way the body works best is when opposing muscles are both strong. So if your abdominals are really weak, guess what? Your back's going to take the brunt of the work and it's going to feel tight and hurt and just stressed out because the abdominals aren't doing their job. So what is kind of interesting is the abdominals, weak abdominals, are honestly a major problem throughout pretty much all of these muscle imbalances that I'm talking about today. And because of a lot of issues that cause back pain, it is a weak core because the back is the back of the core and the abdominals are the front of the core. It's that whole trunk unit of our body. So for sway back, the abdominals and the hip flexors are very weak. So remember, that means that they are like overstretched. They're not doing their job. The hamstrings and the back muscles are very tight and taut. They're really, really tight, and so it's kind of hard to stretch those out. Then you're going to have a stiff spine or a pelvis. So now let me kind of give you some examples of what a sway back looks like so you can see if that's something that you are doing. Normally, imagine standing and your hip joints are going to be forward extending. So you're going to basically be pushing your hips forward. Oftentimes when this happens, your head kind of starts to fold forward below your shoulders. So it's like scooting forward, almost like you're looking down at your phone. And then your upper back starts to round because those hips are pushed forward. The upper back starts to round. The pelvis shifts forward and then tilts back. So when you push your hips forward, you'll notice that it's your pelvis will tilt back as the hips push forward, which also causes you to tuck and squeeze your butt. So now your butt is turned off. The abs are turned off because your hips are pushed forward. So there's no core engagement. Your upper back starts to round a little bit and your neck kind of starts to push forward a little bit. So then it hurts in the upper back as well. And commonly with this, if you're standing doing nothing, your knees will be locked out. There's no give in your knees. So you're totally pushed forward. Your butt's tucked under and bam, you have back pain. This is super common. Imagine if you are looking down at your phone just standing there. Are your hips pushed forward? Is your back rounded? If you're doing dishes, maybe while doing your hair or getting ready. This is a super common one when people are carrying a kid. I don't know about you, but when my babies start to get heavy, like when they're little, it's easy to keep them tucked in against my body, you know, and use my arms and stay neutral. But as my kids start to get heavier, my arms can't really carry the work of them. So I start to push my hips forward to take the work out of my arms. And then it puts that strain on your lower back and your hips are pushed forward. And then your core is turned off, and again, your back is taking the brunt of the work. So when you're carrying your kids, are your hips pushed forward? Or maybe if you're picking up weights or holding a box or anything, like what are your hips doing? Even sitting in a chair, like if you notice that like sometimes people when they type on a computer, they will have like their 
upper back arched, or even when they drive, they can do this as well. Like your pelvis will be tilted back and your arms are forward driving and your upper back is arched. And then there's like no activation in the core again. So those are all really common situations or daily activities where we're going to have sway back and they're totally causing you issues. So just imagine you have the weak core and the weak hip flexors, and then you have really tight hamstrings. Imagine that rubber band. If your hamstrings are connected to your glutes, which are connected to your back because everything in the kinetic chain is all connected, if those are really, really tight, they're going to start pulling on your glute muscles. Now remember, your glutes are tucked in in a sway back. They tend to tuck underneath. So your glutes are probably very weak when this happens. They're turned off. If they're tucked under, they are turned off. So if they're turned off, then what are they pulling on? The back, the lower back. So oftentimes when our hamstrings are tight in this sway back position, and just in general, even if you don't have a sway back posture, in general, if your hamstrings are tight and your glutes are weak, it is going to pull on your lower back and create back pain and you're going to just feel some pain in your lower back. So tight hamstrings is a super common problem of A, sway back, it's in there, and B, just back pain in general. And as I mentioned, this does cause that exaggerated outward curving of the upper back, which makes the upper back rounded. And then not only do you have lower back pain because everything's turned off and your hamstrings are pulling on your lower back, now your upper back is hurting because it's all rounded as everything pulls and then it's exaggerated because your hips are pushed forward. So it is like a double duty of like terribleness because your whole back hurts, lower and upper. The crazy thing is even this misalignment, it can actually cause you to have an increased chance of developing like a real back pain, like slipping discs and all kinds of like real injuries for your back and your hips that aren't even just like an issue of posture. So it's really important to fix. So let's get into some ideas of how we can stretch the muscles that are obviously really tight. Remember, they're like overly tight and causing problems and how we can strengthen the muscles that are really weak and are not doing their jobs. So for a sway back posture, a couple of exercises that would be really great for helping improve, you know, the stretch and helping you open up and feel a little bit better. One of them is a child's pose. That is where you are sitting on the ground. You put your feet down on the ground under you and you sit your glutes down back onto your feet and you stretch forward with your hands out in front of you and your back is slightly rounded as you stretch forward. This is going to help stretch the lower back and the erector spinae and then it's also just going to alleviate that lower back pressure. That's going to feel really good. Child's pose is actually a really effective exercise for pretty much all back pain. It's a really good one. Something else you might want to think about is a pec stretch. Now, I know that might sound weird because you're like, Andrea, you didn't even talk about the, the pec muscles, the chest muscles. But imagine if you were having that rounded back issue where, you know, our hips are pushed forward, so our upper back rounds, the chest muscles are going to be kind of weak and tight. And so we want to stretch those out. So the best way to do that is you can put one of your arms up in a doorway and you're going to put your elbow and your shoulder in line and then your wrist in line with your elbow and you're going to lean into the door 
pushing your arm back, which is going to help open up your chest and stretch your back. So that's just going to relieve some of that pressure on your back and really start to stretch the muscles in the front of the upper back. Because again, that is another muscle. While it's not necessarily the main cause of the lower back pain, it can cause tightness and stress it out because the upper back is more rounded due to what's going on on the lower half of the body. Not only that, but if like you are nursing and you have upper back pain, that's another common one where we start to like tilt our heads forward and our back starts to arch while we're nursing that baby instead of lifting the baby to boob. How often do we like try to bring boob to baby and we're like, hey, get back here, get on the boob. (laughs) Or maybe that was just me. I feel like I'm always like, get back on my chest. And so instead of bringing you know, your chest to baby, bring the baby to the boob. That's going to help you be able to sit up a little bit better and help prevent that rounded hunched back. The next thing you want to do is remember we talked about there is a lot of tightness in your hamstring in this position when your hips are pushed forward and then it's pulling on your inactive glutes and your back. So you want to stretch out your hamstrings. Now, this is a common exercise that I see people stretching and I'm like, oh, they're not doing it right. (laughs) So it's a little bit tricky, but I'm just going to give you a few quick tips on some basic things on how to stretch your hamstrings. So a basic hamstring stretch, you can do it seated, you can do it standing, or you can do it laying on your back. If you are seated or standing, remember, you are not just folding forward, rolling your back forward, and reaching for your toes. That's not doing the work, okay? That that might feel a little bit of stretch in your back, but it's not getting the hamstrings where they need. You're going to need to flatten the back and bend forward, making the work be in the hamstrings by themselves, okay? So we're not doing that rolled. We're keeping a flat back and we're bending forward with a hip hinge towards the feet with a flat back, making the hamstrings fire. I feel like it's pretty easy to keep good form if you do this exercise laying down. And I'm gonna give you one more tip for this. So I'm gonna suggest you lay down and you're gonna get a really long towel or a resistance band, whatever, you know, which one of those you have. And you're going to hook the towel around your leg or ankle, just like at the bottom of your foot. And then you are going to lay back on your back and you are gonna have one leg bent and one leg straight. And then the resistance band or the towel is around the bottom of your foot. And you are going to grab both sides of the band or towel and you are going to bring the leg towards you and stretch out that hamstring. Now, what I don't want though is an arch in the back here or the pelvis coming off the ground. You need to keep the pelvis on the ground and make sure the work is in the hamstrings. And then you're going to bring that down towards you for, you know, 30 seconds, allow it to rest and then repeat. We've got to loosen up those hamstrings. Now, here are a couple exercises to strengthen the muscles that tend to be weak in this position where the hips are pushed forward in this sway back posture and really try to help balance those out because we always are trying to move to neutral spine. We don't want anything too far pushed forward or anything pushed too far back. So number one, we need to strengthen the abdominal muscles. That is a huge piece that helps support your back and your spine. And a good way to start that that is so gentle and so non-abrasive, whether you're pregnant or postpartum or seven years old, is the core breathing. I've talked about this all the time on my Instagram handle. Um, if you don't know my Instagram handle, it's deliciously fit and healthy. And I talk about it all the time there. I have a free breathing tutorial that explains it in complete detail with three videos breaking it down. 
I will add that link in the show notes so you can get that. But that core breath where we learn to connect the pelvic floor and the transverse abdominals in to brace the core during daily movements or exercises or anything we're doing is so huge. And it really helps us turn on that inner core so that it activates better in any movement, whether it's, you know, for fitness or just in everyday life. It's super crucial. That is something I highly, highly recommend for anybody at any point is that core breathing. And again, I'll add that link for the free tutorial that I have on it in my show notes so you can get it and you can watch it and you can work on that. And you could literally watch your favorite show and lay on the ground and practice this breathing. Like it is so gentle. You could be in a snowsuit. You can be in the middle of summer at the pool. It doesn't really matter. You can do it anywhere. So Seriously, work on that core breath. It's really important to help work those inner core muscles. Something else you can think about is any diastasis recti exercises are going to be helpful because they all work that inner core. They all make sure that the spine is in line and the lower abs are connecting properly. And not only those, but planks are a really effective exercise as well because it's going to help strengthen the rectus abdominis, which is the front of the abs, and it's going to help strengthen the lower back as well. So that's a very good one. Besides working and strengthening our abdominal muscles, we need to strengthen our hip flexors because remember, they're really weak. When they're just all pushed forward, they're like overly stretched and they're not doing their jobs. So you could do banded marches. That's where you put a resistance band around the bottom of your feet and you're going to lay down on the ground and you're just going to lift your knees towards you and then bring them down. You can also lift both feet off the ground so your knees are at like a 90 degree angle and your feet are up and you can push down on the band going down with both legs and then bring them up. That's going to help strengthen your hip flexors. That's a really easy exercise. You're going to want a really light resistance band. You can even do them standing or seated on a chair or an exercise ball. So they're going to be banded like knee marches basically. One other exercise for your hip flexors is you can lay down on your back, like fully on the ground, and you're going to bend one leg. So one leg's down on the ground, flat, and the other leg is going to go straight up into the air, and you're going to imagine drawing circles with your toe. And then you're going to reverse the circles the other way. You're going to do five circles each direction. That's really going to strengthen the hip flexors as they move in all directions to really turn them on and start doing their job better so that you can have more of a neutral spine. Another exercise I do suggest for the lower body to help really strengthen is a glute bridge. So you can do these either with both feet on the ground or you can do a single glute bridge to really work on both sides of the body. But remember, with the sway back, when your hips are pushed forward, your butt is tucked underneath. And when your butt is tucked underneath, it's turned off and it's not activating. So your hamstrings are going to continue to be tight and your lower back is going to continue to have pain. So if you can work on a glute bridge, you can obviously add weight at some point. You can even add bands around your knees to really start strengthening that. It's going to help train you to fire your glutes properly. It also works the hamstrings and it works the lower back. So it's really going to help strengthen the glutes and the lower back so that hopefully we can move to a little bit more of a neutral stance and loosen up you know, the hamstrings with the stretches and really strengthen the muscles around it to prevent those hips from pushing forward. The last exercise I'm going to suggest, and trust me, there are so many more. I could make this so long, but I'm just trying to give you a few ideas, is a resistance band pull apart. Now, this is going to be for your 
upper back. So we already talked about that pec stretch, which is going to help stretch things out. A resistance band pull apart, you're going to get a long band. Your arms are going to go straight out in front of you. Each one of your hands is going to grip the band. You're going to roll your shoulders back to make sure there is some retraction in your back right there. We don't just want our shoulders rolled forward because our back's still turned off. So roll your shoulders back so there is a little bit of retraction there. And then you're going to pull the band apart and imagine squeezing your shoulder blades together. That's really going to help you strengthen that upper back to keep it a little bit more neutral as well, which will help with your posture and your pain in your upper back because it will be less likely to, you know, hunch forward around back if those muscles are a little bit stronger. So now that we've talked about that type of posture with sway back where your hips are pushed forward and your upper back is rounded and your glutes are tucked, and we've kind of gotten some ideas about those, let's talk about another really common one, which is literally basically the exact opposite of everything that we just said, and it causes a ton of back pain as well. So now we're going to talk about an anterior tilt of the pelvis. And in like scientific terms, it's like a lumbar lordosis where there is a curving of the lower spine. So instead of your hips pushing forward and your glutes tucking under, in this position, your pelvis is going to tilt forward, creating a curve in your lower back and pushing your abdominal muscles forward. This is super common in pregnancy. Like imagine being pregnant and once your belly starts growing, how do you stand? You stand with your belly hanging forward, your hips become tight, your hip flexors become tight, and your lower back arches. It's that position. So it happens often when we're seated, when we're just sitting for long periods of time, when people are overweight, it happens often because we're carrying that weight in our front side. So our lower back starts to arch and the belly starts pushing forward. It happens when we have weak abdominals. Remember, weak means they're not active. It means they're overstretched, which is super common when we're pregnant and after we have a baby because the core is just so stretched out and weakened from carrying that baby that often after we have a baby and during pregnancy, we walk with our stomachs kind of pushed forward. So for this one, when we go back to the rubber band and we're talking about what's tight and what's weak, it's pretty much the opposite almost of what it was before. So with an anterior tilt of the pelvis, your pelvis is tilted forward. There's that arch in the lower back. This is going to create tight hip flexors. So in the front, because your belly is pushing forward, the hip flexors become super tight and the lower back becomes super tight because it's being yanked on forward. So the opposite of what it was doing before. Also with this, your hamstrings are actually underworked. They're not active because the lower back is taking on everything and the hamstrings are actually very weak, as are the abdominals, which the abdominals are weak in both of the movements. They're basically like not invited to the party for either of them. Whether you tuck your pelvis forward or you tuck it back, the core is basically like, I'm not coming to the party. I'm going to just turn off. So your hamstrings and your Abdominal muscles are both very weak when your pelvis is having an anterior tilt where it's tilting forward. So to kind of help relieve some of the pain and, you know, stretch out some of the muscles, we're going to want to stretch those tight hip flexors and the tight lower back. So a couple ways we can do this. For the hip flexors, anything where you're in a lunge type stretch is going to be super effective. Now, 
with this lunge type stretch. My number one tip is don't just go into like a lunge. You know, for example, they'll have like a kneeling hip flexor lunge where you'll have your back knee on the ground and then your front, you know, foot is on the ground and you're like in a kneeling lunge. And then people will just like push their bodies forward. That's not as effective. It's not near as effective as if you slightly tilt your pelvis under so you're activating your hip flexors, and then you slightly lean forward. So don't forget that your hip flexors, you are stretching your hip flexors. So do a slight tilt of the pelvis so that they are like invited to the party. And so you're tilting the pelvis back a little bit and then pushing forward. So a kneeling hip flexor stretch is a really great one. Any type where you're in a lunge, you can even do a kneeling one where you put your back foot on a chair or a bench just to get a really deeper stretch in that hip flexor. A butterfly stretch is another really great one. That's where you sit on the ground and you bring your feet together and your knees go out to the sides and you're really stretching those hip joints and the muscles right around your hips for those hip flexors. And because your back is so tight, that lower back, you really want to stretch out your erector spinae. So that's that's actually the long muscle that runs along from the top to the bottom of your spine. It like runs along the whole back. So some really great stretches for that are a cat-cow pose. They're really good. Or the child's pose, again, is a really excellent one where you're just really going to stretch that back. I think those are going to be really effective. And you're going to want to hold them for, again, 20 to 30 seconds as for as long that is as comfortable for you. And if you even add in a slight pelvis tilt for your cat-cow pose, it's even going to be more effective. I know that sounds a little different, but remember, if you just slightly like tilt your pelvis up and down, that is going to help as well to just like give your pelvis a little stretch and really get that erector spinae. Now, the exercises to strengthen, we need to obviously strengthen our hamstrings because they're weak and we need to strengthen our abs. The exercises for the abs are going to be the same that I suggested before. The core breath is money. Anytime you can learn to lift the pelvic floor, draw the transverse abdominals in, exhale, relax the pelvic floor, use your diaphragm breath, it's going to make Every single movement you do better. If you're deadlifting, if you're squatting, if you're running, if you're doing anything, it's going to make everything more effective. So using the core breath to really strengthen the core. And then, you know, the planks. If you have diastasis recti, do side planks. That's still going to help the back work and really make it a little bit stronger. And it's still going to help work the abdominals as well. Another really great one is pelvic tilts. So we know the lower back is tight and also the abdominals are weak. So those pelvic tilts, you can do those. They're very effective for like making the core a little bit stronger as well. You can do a pelvic tilt laying on the ground. You can do it standing up, just, you know, tilting your pelvis as you stand. And you can also do it seated on an exercise ball. I really like it on an exercise ball. It feels comfortable. And I can really practice on tilting my pelvis forward and just tucking that under and then, you know, relaxing and coming back neutral. It's a really great exercise. I feel like pelvic tilts are like one of the most underrated exercises. And we don't realize how many exercises that we do in general for fitness where it should have like a neutral spine in it. And a lot of times our, you know, we're arched incorrectly or we have our pelvis in the wrong situation for the movement. For the hamstrings, you're going to want to do anything that is going to help isolate those hamstrings to really work them. So one exercise I think is pretty good is a kneeling kickback. That's where you're on all four. You're going to have a neutral spine and you're going to lift one leg into the air and it's going to help fire your hamstrings and your glutes and your lower back. 
Another really great one that works your abs and your legs is even just a bird dog. That's a really great one. Or a hover bird dog. That's a little bit more advanced. That's where you come off your knees and you're holding that same pose as like a bird dog, but you're not on your knees anymore and you're hovering in the air and then you do the bird dog. Again, if any of these seem like you're like, oh, I haven't heard of a bird dog. If you Google bird dog, you'll be able to pull it up and you'll be good to go. But I will add some links for some of them also in the show notes so you know what I'm referring to because I think that will be easier as well. I also like a hamstring curl with proper form. You can either do that with a resistance band if you loop it around your ankle and the other side around like a pole and you bring your knees back while you're laying on the ground. So you do a hamstring curl or you can use that machine at the gym if you're a gym goer. So those are a couple exercises to strengthen. Now here's the deal. I only gave two strong examples of some muscle weaknesses and some imbalances. And while those are the most common, I do want you to know that there's a lot of alignment issues. Obviously with those, we talked about how the head can shift forward and that can cause some pain in your upper neck. We talked about um, how the hips can be pressed forward. A variation of that, we know when we talked about our hips pressed forward is while the upper back, I said, can curve around, sometimes it stays totally flat and they call that flat back. So the hips are pressed forward, but the back is totally flat and that can cause some pain and some misalignment as well. There are a ton of variations. And sometimes our back pain isn't even from our posture. It can be from something more in depth. And if you think it is something more in depth, please go see a physical therapist. That's going to be super helpful. But if you think maybe it is just that my posture is poor, I have, you know, this muscle is weak or this feels really tight, then I would work on strengthening and stretching muscles out. I feel like stretching is underrated. Even I'm not totally great at doing it all the time. And then I get to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tight. I need a stretch. Why haven't I just been consistent? with this along the whole way. So I think that's really important to be aware of that obviously there are more variations, but these just tend to be two common imbalances and problems that happen from weakness and tightness and posture. Over the next few days, I want you to pay attention to what you're doing, as I said. How are you picking up kids? How are you nursing your baby? How are you doing your dishes? How are you mowing your lawn? Whatever you're doing, how are you driving? What does your posture look like? And are you creating these problems with your posture and address it, shift it? I will find myself editing a video and I'm looking down at my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, my head is totally shifted forward and my hips are pressed forward. And I will like try to neutralize my alignment. An ideal position, an ideal posture consists of your ears, shoulders, rib cage, pelvis, hips, and knees in a vertical line while keeping that natural S-curve. So that basically means nothing is supposed to be pushed too far forward and nothing is supposed to be pushed too far back or too far rotated in any direction. And the joints are supposed to just be kind of level, like a straight line down your body. That would be proper alignment. And while we aren't all perfect at that, I think the more we're aware, the more we can correct ourselves and start to like ease some of these pains and aches because we're standing properly and we're working on strengthening and stretching those muscles that are causing us problems. I hope that this episode was super helpful for you. 
I really appreciate when you guys share it. I love seeing the tags on social media. I know I say it every week, but I really do. I look forward to them. It means a lot to me. If you found this episode helpful, share it. Please subscribe. Every time you subscribe, it downloads the episode right for you right away. And then you can see when the next episode is up and ready the next week. And also, don't forget to leave a review. I appreciate the reviews. I appreciate all the above. I I truly, when I say thank you guys for being here, I mean it. I love it. I love doing this and I love that you're here with me. And I hope that after this episode that we can all have stronger, pain-free backs as we utilize and think about some of these things that we talked about today. All right, that's it. We'll chat next week.